0: Hello and welcome to the Leaders' Council podcast, the podcast for the people who run the country and the people who keep the country running. You join me in an overcast and empty capital. I'm Matthew O'Neill, and today, as always, we ensure that we have a variety of distinct perspectives on leadership. First, we're joined by Mark Ingelson, Group Managing Director of OpenView Security Solutions, the United Kingdom's largest privately owned independent security company. Mark, hello.
1: Good morning, Matthew
0: morning. Thank you for coming on the program today. Um, now normally we dive straight into uh, the topic of leadership, but considering uh, the ongoing COVID-19 situation, I'd be remiss if I didn't ask how it has affected your business.
1: Uh, it's been a profound uh, effect, although we are uh, continuing to provide services to our clients. It is an eclectic landscape. Uh, some of our clients uh, want us to continue uh, providing services to them, and others have closed up shop. So it's uh, it's quite a difficult uh, situation to manage. Uh, but unfortunately, it's a position that uh, none of us uh, could foresee, or certainly I couldn't. And uh, I think many people are uh, far better than me and have a better handle on the global uh, position. Uh, Couldn't see it either, and uh, we we have to manage what we have in front of us. I'm afraid.
0: Indeed, have you found that uh, in some places the demand uh, for security services have gone up because uh, a lot of shops have closed for long periods of time, uh, and they will need someone to watch over what's uh, what's essentially uh, been abandoned.
1: Yeah, well, some of our client base uh, is. Uh, involved with um, uh, supporting the, the light services, and uh, where, as you the point out, shops are, are closed, um, those services within the uh, urban urban uh, landscape uh, are really where we need to uh, provide our services, if you like, uh, and improve our services in so much as uh, we've, we've been asked to do more. Uh, than what we ordinarily would be because obviously we're doing things that uh, ordinarily would be done by other people. Uh, Mm. So you're absolutely right. There are areas where we're doing more uh, than we ordinarily would. Do you
0: see this having uh, an impact on the business going forward?
1: uh, I think for us, with our uh, our business, um, we have a number of uh, offerings. Uh, We also work in the compliance side. Uh, So for us, it's uh, essential services. So I think all we're doing is seeing our our business move to the right. We're still continuing with uh, orders coming in. Unfortunately, we can't get on site to start them. Uh, Or um, the the client or the main contractor is is delaying the actual commencement of the project. But uh, uh, for us, I think it'll be uh, uh, it'll be good for us going forward, and Mm. um, we're very uh, we have a high um, uh, forward order book, and that's continuing to grow at the the moment. So I think it's it's a positive position for us in our industry.
0: Well, that's good to hear. Um, We might as well move on to the subject of leadership. I always like to start this portion of the conversation off by asking a simple question: What does the word leader mean to you?
1: Uh, I think that for us uh, or for me rather I should say uh, you need to set the vision uh, of the business and you need to show that you have vision uh, and you need to be able to convey that to uh, your colleagues uh, and you need to help them and work with them to, and collaborate with them to achieve that, that vision, that goal you set the goal, and uh, you, you need to then convey uh, how, you, how you want to get there and assist those people to get there. And, and you need to collaborate with them, you know, and uh, I believe that there, there's an element of uh, empowerment. You have to allow people to uh, express themselves and work with them to get where you want, want everybody to be.
0: How do you empower your staff?
1: Uh, we're very laissez-faire in many ways. We, we allow people to make mistakes. Uh, we give them uh, all the tools to be uh, the best they can be at, at what they do. Uh, and that's via lots of different uh, things that we give them, for, for example, technology, um and as I said, we give them the oxygen to be able to uh, make mistakes uh, as of when they do. We are there, there then to discuss and perhaps uh, help them uh, on the right pathway. So it's, it's, it's not necessarily about being very tightly controlled. It's about allowing people to uh, express themselves within the business uh, and, and collaborate internally as well as externally with their client base.
0: Now of course uh letting people express themselves and uh, make their own mistakes is is a is a great way for them to learn, but of course uh we all know that dealing with people is uh eventually going to be fraught with some sort of uh, conflict. um conflict. How do you resolve conflict within the workplace?
1: I'd like to think that uh conflict for us is is quite small. Uh, in the in the grand scheme of things, and the reason for that is because, again, when we're allowing people to make mistakes, we're actually in there with them to to coin a phrase, we're in the trenches. So uh, we we would we'd like to think that we try and manage conflict out as much as we can, but if there is conflict, well, uh, it, we need to uh, ha- tackle it head on. We don't want to, we never want to hide away from things or shy away from things. We need to fund up and we need to, uh, and particularly me as a leader, I need to actually take on board what's being said, what the conflict is, and take the advice of, if needed, uh, experts to to, um, resolve that conflict. Because I don't have all the answers. And if a leader thinks he has all the answers, I think that's a... Uh, that would be a concern for me. Uh, so it's about surrounding you with people that are uh, have got the answers or have got the knowledge and the information. And a classic example perhaps would be uh, where we are today with COVID-19, mm-hmm. where the government doesn't have all the answers, but they're using experts to uh, and data to actually work out the, the, the issues and the problems. Right. And I think that's where that's what, what we do as a business. We're not frightened to bring in people who are far better uh, and far, far more knowledgeable about issues that perhaps create that conflict.
0: Well, it's a fantastic thing to hear uh, that you don't have all the answers because uh, having all the answers shows so much hubris, doesn't it? and being able to learn from experts is isn't is entirely important uh now yes. of course with lead uh, with learning with leadership um we we both know that leadership is a learned behavior where did you learn it from did you have any role models
1: uh, it's a good question we've i i've i've been i, I guess i i would look at uh, for me personally, going back to when I was uh, um, very young and my first, what I thought was a leader, would have been my, my uh, sports master mm-hmm. um, at school. Um, he taught me to believe in myself. and uh, Fortunately for me, uh, I was able to captain the football and the rugby team and I did that right through my school, school life. Um, and he was the first person probably when I was age seven to give me uh, some confidence uh, to be able to, to uh, carry on, if you like, in my life. And then, of course, when I came, I went into the uh, forces, I went into the army, and there were leaders there. My regimental sergeant was a fantastic guy. He, he had so much charisma and, and took people with him. That's that's part of a leader you, you have to convey your vision, and you have to be able to work collaboratively and take people on the journey with you. Uh, And I think those two people really shaped my life. Uh, And then when I turned out of the forces, uh, my managing director I went to work for and was exactly the same. He was a great leader, great visionary. Um, He had passion, humility, courage. And he actually took people with him as well. And, And that's what I try and do. I try and set the vision. Uh, and then take people with me uh, to make communicating that vision.
0: Well, I'd love to continue talking with you, but unfortunately our time together has drawn to its close. Uh, but uh, Mark, we have to have you back on the program when things have calmed down a bit so we can have a far more in-depth conversation. Uh, Mark, thank you.
1: That's very kind. Thank you.
0: That was Mark Inkelson, Group Managing Director of OpenView Security Solutions. And now, if you haven't heard it before, it's Jonathan White's exclusive interview with Geoff
2: Hurst. Uh, we're now joined, uh, though, by former England footballer and still the only man to score a hat-trick in a World Cup final. Sir Geoff Hurst, uh, thank you very much for coming on today.
3: Uh, You're uh, welcome. You're welcome. Good afternoon. Uh,
2: and perhaps I should uh, start and get it over and done with. I know you must be bored with it. And uh, you've probably been asked a thousand times.
3: Simply a, a fantastic uh, coach or teacher, if you like, of football. And uh, the, the quite always mentioned when we talk about Ron Greenwood, Harry Redknapp, who was played under him and has been very successful as a player and, and the manager over many, many, many years. He and he's come across many coaches, of course, and managers during his time over 15 years. I guess he would still say that Ron Greenwood is the best coach he had worked with. He'd worked with. So you, you're very fortunate i think you, you you think you're lucky when you come across if you have a great teacher at school and uh, a great coach as we had in ron greenwood and of course uh, a great manager in South Ramsey. so to come across people like that of that caliber can have a huge influence on your your career of course and, and then your life and that's that's quite purely the case
2: absolutely and in those early days um at
3: Maybe overly strict, but the times you probably wouldn't get necessarily get away with it in, in today's football because it's changed dramatically in how you deal with with players then and players now. But he was the most powerful man I came across, and very few people. And he, he was quite ruthless in getting people out. He didn't want to be who didn't want to be part of a group, part of a team. It is important that if you've got a group of people, and that's in any walk of life, they're all singing off the same hymn for you, and you don't have anybody. they were people that Alf didn't think wanted to be part of a group. Um, so that that's, thats for me, in terms of my personal view, I think that it looked prior to the um, World Cup that I was going to be playing um, in it only a few games before I was—I was playing, and I played with the Immigrés in the game against Yugoslavia only a couple of months before the final. And it looked at that stage as if I was going to be
2: uh, well, you want me. I, I can tell you true. if you want. you
3: want. you got time. I can tell I you if you want.
2: Jeff, go on. Go. On. I think I'd be, it would be silly if I said no at this point.
3: Okay. So I was uh, doing it at a dinner in, in the Channel Islands, three or four hundred people, black tie dinner, uh, guest honour. Mm-hmm. And this occasion, I was speaking for about 20 minutes, then allowing uh, questions from the audience at the end of the evening. And there was, there was a football questions. And then all of a sudden, I had a, somebody at the back who and I wouldn't pick any one player out. I think looking at There's that, so many. yeah, so many, and that's why we were successful because we had so many um, showing all those qualities that you just mentioned uh, throughout the team. I think that that was outstanding, and uh, uh, and it's an opportunity to talk about uh, all of them in, in that breath. And there was nobody. And I'm going back from an earlier earlier question for me, the um, all hard nosed professionals. um, and completely uh, not think about their role as the boss of an organization. And I think that's, you're completely focused. You're always thinking about uh, things, thinking about improvements. And it's just dedication and uh, uh, attuning your life to being successful.
2: Excellent. Well, Jeff, on that point, thank you very much for joining us today.
3: You're welcome. good to, it's nice to have a talk about this and just go over this, go with the past and just, uh,